please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Law. Welcome to Experience Cleveland County, a show all about the Cleveland County Chamber of Commerce and our community partners working together to make this a better community to live, work, and play. This is a broadcast service of Cleveland Community College and seen on C19, also on Spectrum Cable, and you can also view that online by going to c19.tv. And you can share that link with your friends and family, maybe show off a little bit of your own hometown. It's a great place to learn about things there are to see and do in our area and also learn about some area businesses that you maybe didn't know about. I am Jackie Sibley Newton, your host, and today our guest is Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law. I'm Greg. It's great to have you. You know who I am. You Thank guys you. have been Thank you for having so me. busy every year. Every year it's just growth, 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 and so much change. Like Cleveland Elder County. Law. I know. I mean, when you did, gave your intro, I think about all the cool things to do in Cleveland County and um, that my wife, my kids, and I, like to go out and do, you know? Yeah. Like the trails and the Greenway trails and all yeah, that Yeah, you guys stuff. are a really active family. You're out enjoying a lot of stuff a lot of time. Well, you got to be with six kids cooped up in the house, <laughs> especially with the energy. snow lately. <laughs> a lot of energy. You know? Um, man, you got to get out and run it out, you know, do something. And isn't it nice because I know you you spent some time out of Cleveland County. You were in the Navy. You sure. were away and then chose to come back here. I, I did. And my wife did. And... Uh, I met my wife here and because I was on leave while I was in the Navy and we ended up getting married in San Diego and then <laughs> coming back but uh, it's a great place to have a family to raise kids and there's a lot uh, more and more and more going on with the business community that is awesome there's a ton of great things to do in this county now tell us a little bit about Elder Lana you were on the show a couple years ago and we talked about elder law yes. and it has really expanded into a lot of different areas at your office. So first of all, explain what elder law is as opposed sure. to any other kind of law. I remember telling someone that, that's, that I had worked with for a while that I'm just doing elder law. I'm cutting off everything else, which is the hardest thing ever, was to turn clients away for different legal issues. Mm -hmm. I'm only doing estate planning and elder law. No, you don't understand. I'm just staying in this lane. And she told me at the time when I was telling her I was doing that, that I would have to educate people on what elder law is, right? So I say that it's really helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. Mm -hmm. It's estate planning with an eye on the fact that 70% of seniors over the age of 65 right now are going to need some type of long-term care, either in-home assisted living or nursing home care. It's a great thing that we're living longer. I'd love to live to 150. That'd be awesome, okay? <laughs> but 
but it, it comes at a cost. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, an assisted living or nursing home stay can force us to spend down everything we are, work for our entire lives mm -hmm. that we wanted to keep or pass on to our children or grandchildren. And in the last few years of our lives, Mm -hmm. And it's just the disproportionate cost between that type of care and how much you save during your life. And it's something that's really hard to plan for because you really have no idea what the future is going to hold. If you're, if you're going to need assisted care, if you're going to need some in-home care, if it's going to be temporary or for the rest of your remaining years. Yeah, so tell me, when am I going to have, um, when am I going to have that tragic health care? incident mm -hmm. now this is foreshadowing so if i have getting a wreck on the way home it's gonna be horrible but yeah. but you don't know i right. mean you don't know when i'm gonna have a stroke when i'm gonna break a hip when i'm gonna fall you know when i'm gonna hit my head when i'm gonna have a wreck at any age right and statistically as you age those chances get you know th those risks get greater and greater and estate planning yeah. works with the assets that you currently have sure. and helps plan how that can be used or how it will be passed down, or, or what have There's a lot of different yeah, avenues so, to go with that. So you bring that. in, I call it estate planning and elder law. That way, I think people get it and it ties that in. Mm -hmm. But it's really looking at all those assets and saying, you know, with these risks, how can we make sure there's a couple of tenants I want up to my practice mm -hmm. that, that keep me on, just, I think it's a good path for me to walk, which is one, how do we keep the senior in control of their assets for the rest of their lives? Mm -hmm because no matter how nice your kids are, kids always nicer to mama, <laughs> if she still has all the assets, if she's still yeah. in control of it. Uh, you know, oh, you wanna see that? I get that question all the time. At, at what point should I give away my house? At what point should I give away my money? I, I think that's the wrong question. Yeah. I think that's a bad question. I think we're in a bad place as a society if we have to start just giving stuff away um, to, to kids because, um, unless you really want to, I mean, unless right. you, you know, it's, it's for a purpose, you know, gifting can be part of a strategy, but, but you need to consider that in a whole plan. And, and generally someone who's asking that question doesn't necessarily want to give their assets away. They think they have to, to try to protect it or to plan for that long-term care piece. Well, there are certain situations where things do need to be protected. If you are put in certain facilities and you have nobody that's responsible for you, does the does that facility not somehow obtain some of those assets to help pay for your care? It's a complicated question. Okay. But I would break it down like this. Um, putting in place foundational documents, like a general durable power of attorney where I appoint you because I trust you, Jackie, mm -hmm. to handle my financial affairs if something happens to me. Or I appoint you, Jackie, in a healthcare power of attorney, I appoint you to handle my healthcare matters, life and death issues or long-term care issues or you know, medications, whatever, only when I can't make those decisions myself. Mm -hmm. Those take the place of the necessity of the, the county, social services, adult protective services, mm -hmm. or a family member having to bring a guardianship petition because everything's frozen, mm -hmm. right? to take care of me if I get in a situation where I'm incompetent or incapacitated, where that emergency healthcare situation, that tragic healthcare situation happens, life happens. So putting those documents in place ahead of time can get you out of having to go through this crisis over here. Mm -hmm. And it's you choosing who takes care of those situations for you. 
Now, and with asset protection, if you have to go through the guardianship situation, it makes it harder to protect assets because mm -hmm. you have court oversight, you have to petition the court to do anything. And that takes time. It takes so time. So nothing's going to be instant. It takes time, it takes money, um, and there's no guarantee. But acting ahead of time to protect assets, to make sure those documents are in place. Things like ladybird deed on a home, for instance, possibly. Mm -hmm. Every situation is different and should be looked at differently. But protecting the home that you've worked for your entire life, maybe you pay the bank three times as much as you bought it for because of interest over 30 years, right? Right. Um, and, and then, you know, in the end, to have to lose that because, and it not stay in your family, because of a long-term care situation that's no fault of your own, I think is absolutely tragic. Um, I don't, I think it's un-American, you know? Yeah. I really do. Um, I mean, the, a home, even a small home worth fifty, dollars $100,000 could fund college for a child, mm -hmm. right? Could change the trajectory of a, a grandchild's life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's just important to be able to, and, and that happens all the time where those homes go away or other monies go away because they haven't planned ahead and they don't understand, people don't understand or maybe you know, don't know that there are even emergency things that can be done to protect assets in those situations, right? And we've kind of hung around the long-term care piece a little bit, but there's a lot more to it as well. I mean, just planning ahead can be less costly and less burdensome and give peace of mind to someone. Right. Just that weight off your shoulders. Before we started this show, I took care of a problem that had been hanging out there for me just for the last couple of days that I really needed to do. It was like a crisis. I feel that way with even small things mm -hmm. that I have to get, I had to get that done, Jackie, before mm -hmm. we started the show. Yeah. And I feel so much better that I've gotten that accomplished. I mean, imagine something as big as everything you've worked for your entire life and your home and the long-term care piece. Getting those things squared away can be extremely uh, uplifting from well, a standpoint of you get that burden off your shoulder. For your family, taking yes. that burden away from them, and especially if you have multiple children who will be trying to agree on decisions, you eliminate all of that by planning ahead and saying in writing, this is how this is laid out. This is how it's going to be done. These are the decisions I've made. And understanding what, how that's going to affect, even from a healthcare standpoint, we try to have a, I hate to be cliche, but a 360-degree look or mm -hmm. approach at, at how we're doing that planning, at what might happen. Take into account those contingencies right. and talk those through. Sure, that's part of the job, I think. Well, having been through it with so many different families, and I know you're part of a group as well that... We are part of a national group of elder law attorneys. So you have a lot of people to bounce things off, and between you, your experience, and then this group's experience, you probably dealt with every situation so you can kind of foresee that where someone else walking in for this yeah. advice, they don't even know what could happen. Well, it's just what I do for a living. You know, I got this car that uh, is a straight drive. It's a straight drive Chevy Camaro, okay? Um, six speed. I got it for Jordan, my oldest son, when he turned 18 last, this, this year in January. And he won't drive it. We tried to teach him to drive it. <laughs> so at some point, about a month ago, I dropped the clutch out of it, okay? Tore the clutch out of it, totally. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to blame it on the person that owned it before. <laughs> okay, before we'll do that. Okay, but I didn't change the the clutch. 
because it's not what I do every day. Right. In fact, I probably, I, I might could have done it. I'd have had to like pop it up with some tree stumps or something. <laughs> yeah. or, I you don't have know. the equipment to do it. I don't have the equipment, you, you know, I don't have the know-how, I don't have the expertise, I don't have, you know, so, so it's what I do every day is see those situations. Yeah. There's still probably situations out there I haven't seen, and I love those because those are a challenge. Mm -hmm. Elder law is a challenging field. That's why I like it, because I see new things all the time. It's cutting edge. I tell my courtroom friends all the time about that, and they, they laugh because I'm an elder law attorney, right? They're like, how exciting can it be? For me, it's very exciting because it's new things all the time. And for me to change that clutch, I probably still wouldn't be driving that car, <laughs> right? I would have given up. Might have some it wouldn't have been done. And the then even if I did get it all done, <laughs> is it done right? I don't know because yeah. it's not what I do every day. So, no, I took it to somebody that changed my clutch, that did it every day. And now I'm back on the road pretty quickly. We're going to take a quick break, sure. and then we'll come back and talk more about elder law. Someone once said that without music, life would be a mistake, and that's how we feel here on Face the Music. Hi, I'm Summer Castle-Keever, and I'd love for you to join me each month on our new program, Face the Music, which airs on C19 TV and C19.TV. Each month we'll highlight the talents, personalities, and stories behind some of the area's most gifted singers, songwriters, and musicians. It's going to be a lot of fun, so join me each month for a new edition of Face the Music right here on C19. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with uh, Principal Ed Rooney over there. Principal Rooney, how are you? a human-fish hybrid and sounds delicious it, oh man, <laughs> dude. Yes. you know i knew he was just one step away from that for a while let this wild wookie treatment give you the wavy mane that would make knobby jealous they were talking about uncle festus uh, uncle? no festus was on gunsmoke <laughs> fester was on the adams that's one. rock <laughs> well i think you spoke too soon i'm not drunk <laughs> i'll pray for you um i, I know people Welcome back to Experience Cleveland County. I am Jackie Sibley Newton, your host, and we've been talking with Greg McIntyre of yes. McIntyre Elder Law. Yes. Now, we have talked a lot about what elder law is, and it's it's just too broad to cover in a whole show. Yeah. But yes. you have some other 
things that you're offering in the office now too, specifically with veterans. So yes, so I'm a certified attorney through the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. I'm a veteran of the U.S. Navy, and I've done veterans pension benefits for a long time. We've handled those for a long time, okay? Um, but we also handle veterans disability appeals now. So we handle disability benefits also for veterans. And I wanted to wait until we were staffed up and trained up on each, on that area before mm -hmm. we launched that. So I'm very proud to say for the last couple of months, we've been wide open for veterans disability also. And we try to stay active in the veteran community. Um, I'm a member of American Legion mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, Jim Quinlan over there and my father-in-law, Evan Thompson is the commander of the state for American Legion. I didn't know that. So, yeah, so, so I, I have no choice but to be involved in American <laughs> yes, Legion. In fact, do. a few years back, he gave me a dues, a dues card or whatever, you know, a membership yeah. card and said, hey, you're now an American Legion. Come on to me. <laughs> so, okay. So, you got to get involved so, so yeah, so I've gotten involved from that point and, man, it's, it's a good group of, good group of guys. And You've been gals. spending some time with veterans for mm -hmm. a couple years now. Sure, or a lot um, of years, yeah. Lunch with a veteran, is that... Oh, so, so a, a few years back, or a couple of years back, I did uh, lunch with a veteran for probably a year and a half, two years. Every Monday, I would provide lunch for a veteran that we had scheduled to come in, and we'd film it, and we'd interview, and we'd talk about their service. And it was fun. It was awesome content. Yeah. And awesome stories. And I wound up with all these different interviews, and I picked 23 of them, and I wrote the stories along with, this is, reminds me of Mary Poppins. Um, <laughs> a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. So this is the spoonful of sugar. That's the stories. Uh -huh. The medicine is the chapter on veterans' benefits. So there's actually a chapter in here on veterans' benefits. I wrote a book called Hometown Heroes that came out this year. Uh -huh. um, and you can buy that on Amazon or, um, or go to our website. Uh, mm -hmm. you, can, you can find it there or call our office. But, uh, yeah, Hometown Heroes, that's a picture of my grandfather. His interview's there as well. I oh, did an cool. interview with him when I was maybe 11 years old. Wow. 11, 12. And it's just, you can hear my voice on the interview. Your 11-year-old self yeah. on the interview. Yeah, when you listen to the, the tape, the uh -huh. actual cassette tape, and I have one of these black cassette tape recorders with oh, the Oh, we all had with those the with the mic. little microphone. Yeah. yeah. And, and um and I did this interview that my, nobody in the family wanted me to do the interview because he never talked about it, his World, World War II service. Mm -hmm. But then he, he ended up expressing he wanted to do that interview. And we sat down and talked about it. This was my buddy yeah. until he passed away when I was 13. He was my best friend because I spent almost all my time over there yeah. just hanging out. And uh, that's a picture of him when he was in J.C. Horn, when he was in World War II in his Army uniform. Wow. And his interview's in there. There's just a ton of local veterans who are heroes that live right next door to you in this county, and you don't know it, um, this county and beyond. So that was a, a really good time doing those interviews and compiling those into the book Hometown Heroes. Um, and there's some good educational content on veterans' benefits in there as well. So, so I had a lot of fun writing that book. I really Well, did. not to mention you've now preserved some stories sure. that may not have ever been really preserved and that's important mm -hmm. but you through that I'm sure you learned a lot about 
veterans aid and what what really is necessary and what's needed and a lot of people if they're not in the VA system really have no idea how that works and it's a lot different than me calling up my doctor and saying hey can I schedule an appointment and come up it is a, a whole different realm writing a paper writing a book is as much about the person doing the writing is it is about the content or what you're trying to write and put out because especially something that's educational right that's content not just story mm -hmm. I imagine it it's either way but but uh, there's so much research that goes into it because you want you want to be correct you want to right. quote sources correctly right um, and yeah it takes time so but but it's fun it's a a fun side project. I don't feel uh, feel like I. Uh, and I feel awkward if I don't have something going, else going <laughs> if on. If you're not busy, there's all enough the to time. do at work. But yeah, you know, right. I just feel like I need to do something. But that was an excellent fun. project to do to get into handling veterans' disability. You were already handling the veterans' um, aid and attendance pension benefits. Yeah. Right. So now you also have a new a satellite office. Well, uh, yes. I'm not in love with the term satellite because that okay. implies that, that uh, somehow it's lesser or, you know, it's, it's, it's this still moon floating out there. It's still connected, you know? but I yeah, get it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's, yeah, we have a Charlotte office. We have multiple offices now. I'm very, very proud to have a new attorney, Britton Begley, uh, Britton S. Begley, B.S. Begley, okay, um, is, is our new attorney. He, University of Texas undergrad, Elon Law School, and, and has an LLM, which is like a legal master's. In a master's in law in tax from the University of Florida and okay. uh, so just uh, focus on tax and, and uh, I think he's just going to be gangbusters in Charlotte he we're at 401 North Trine Street in Charlotte and uh, you know he's doing networking events and things like that they're now right now you know awesome. um, and just get plugged into that community we're, we're a member of the Charlotte Charlotte Chamber as well and have been for a number of years uh, we're just starting to actually use and maximize that membership so so, uh, you know, I hope, uh, you, you have, I, I like to, to work and grow and, and, and see what, what might be done in the future and plan and, and watch those, what, what are those plants and watch them grow, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's kind of what, what we're doing. Um, well, there, if people want more information, your office is in Uptown Shelby. Sure, we have an Uptown Shelby office at 233 East Graham, uh, right, right beside the fire department across from the Presbyterian Church. You can usually but see you through the window. More impressive, more <laughs> importantly, Caddy Corner across from a Mexican restaurant. Okay? Yes, it right. is. So, El Acapulco there, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, we want to make ourselves available. And we cater to the region. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I burn up the roads um, between Charlotte, Hickory, um, Asheville. We have a meeting space in Asheville at Biltmore Park. And we also go in home. When I started doing this, I didn't realize... I mean, it's just a part of the job. If, you're, if you sit behind your desk and expect people to just come see you, it's not necessarily, Probably it's not, not the best way, way it works, okay? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people, you have to go see them yeah. and have to go cater to their needs. So we try to do that as much as possible. And in elder law, I'd say that that's a, that's a necessity it in a lot of cases. An absolute necessity yeah. that you're willing to... Now, if people want to get, get in touch with you, and, and, I know uh, you have a, yeah. a Facebook page. You sure. have a website. How else can people get all more of information? Those, all of those things all and pretty much things. anything, yeah. So, so great. 
we try to put out great educational content on our Facebook page, mm -hmm. the McIntyre at all Facebook page. So just type it in the search or Google us. We have tons of blog posts on probably any issue with mm -hmm. elder law and estate planning that you could think of. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of videos. Um, and I do a show called The Elder Law Report every Friday at 10 that airs um, on a different senior issue. Or we're interviewing someone from the community on a senior issue. And we've done that for years. So, so we're very committed to that. And just, just like you're committed to this show every week, you know. Every week it's, it's on just me. every week, yeah. And putting out that content. So Google us. Greg McIntyre, Elder Law, and uh, we'll come up. All right. Well, thank you For so much. For exclusive content, <laughs> follow us on Snap or Insta. And get okay? on your newsletter because I get a newsletter the from e you The e-newsletter. You can sign up for the yeah. e-newsletter on, on the website. I get yes, that every week. You do a great attention. service to the community. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. And I want to encourage everybody to read the book. I have Saving the Farm, but I haven't bought Hometown Heroes. So that's I'm a different one. That's that about one. all kind of yeah. Elder Law and estate planning issues. Yes. Yeah. So... I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. And thank you for watching Experience Cleveland County. I want to remind everybody to go to clevelandcountyevents.com. It is the county website for things to see and do in the area. If you're helping to plan an event, you can also enter your information. There's a submit button and a small form to fill out, and we'll help share your information. It's also a great place to go to make sure your event isn't competing with anybody else's or just to see what there is for you and your family to enjoy. Thanks for watching Experience Cleveland County and we'll see you back next time.